Mark and Paul checking in. One line Monday, 18th of October. 48 degrees downtown. And weather looks pretty good all week, temperature-wise. Coming up this Saturday, Halloween Pub Golf Classic. Sipping drinks, sinking putts at nine of Billings Best Bars. I've only attended this a couple times, and I went, uh, I think Gallagher was man in the hole down at Tiny's last year, and I went down, and a team with uh, young gals that work at my golf course were there, hammered at 11 in the morning. Oh, my God, Mark's here! <laughs> and while it's nice to see that people appreciate when they see you, oh. uh, got another code word today, but a different contest. Old Dominion's new album is Time, Tequila, and Therapy. And we're going to do a flyaway to see them at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Code words at 820, 1120, 120, and 420. Now, I don't know why we're not doing them at 920 and 1220 and 220 like we just did. But sometimes they run contests. They don't ask me. Also, I don't know if there's a bonus word in here that we won't figure out to the last week of the contest like there was in the previous contest. And I was just on the app. I was looking because they said you can see the video for the dog that we had in for Wet Nose Wednesday, and I couldn't find the video. It's easy to listen live. You can send a message through there. Uh, You can hit win stuff and uh, see most of the articles. Now, I don't know. I don't think our articles from Friday made it to the website or the Facebook page because writing those articles is important some days. (laughs) That's what that tells me. But like every business out there, people are getting pushed to the app, and that's what we're doing. And you have more, uh, more opportunities to win that way too. Big day today. We're under 100 days. That's right. Paul would have brought his passport in. We could just go get on the plane today and go. Yeah. Oh, Christina came in. She's going to put uh, put our qualifiers uh, on our master list for our Flakes Trip giveaway coming up the 13th of November. So that's good. Mark's still trying to get Cheryl Crow to go with him. And, uh, they do an all-girls concert down there. I haven't looked to see if they're down there when we're down there this year. Uh, Luke Bryan and his Crash My Playa generally goes on down there at the same time, so if you were motivated, you could run over and see that one day, too. And it'll go quickly with uh, the holidays and Christmas and New Year's and all that kind of stuff, so... Be here before you know it. Saw the article in the paper where Zoo Montana got a two hundred thousand dollar grant to rebuild a waterfowl or to build, not rebuild, but to build a waterfowl refuge out there. Which would be nice out there. Don't they have a creek running through there? Yeah, but that's not a refuge, Paul. Don't and- don't you know anything about waterfowl? <laughs> hey, I don't understand it either, but somebody uh, somebody gave him some money. 
kickstarted by a gift from Billings resident Cynthia Foster, memorial to her late husband. Mm. Good. And uh, we already it, we already got a waterfowl refuge down at Riverfront Park. Mm-hmm. And what geese, ducks, all kinds of stuff. Another company that uh, that gave money was Philip Sixty Six, and uh, they were big in the uh, the body cams for the police that we helped with too. Mm-hmm. Even though we gave fifty dollars more than they did, <laughs> complete with the raised observation deck, underwater fish viewing, and boardwalks, mm-hmm. the Foster Waterfowl Refuge will be a multi-sensory, immersive experience for zoo guests. Oh, good. I was thinking, you know, I've got, uh, I'm out north of town where I live by Pioneer School, and I guess uh, there's there's two gravel pits right by me, and one of them, they're, they're almost done taking stuff out of there, and I know they've been backfilling it. And uh, the one to the right of Dover has got a bunch of trees growing up in part that they don't dig in anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, we got to put some buffalo in there. <laughs> they got some extra ones up around Yellowstone. Are they still hauling gravel out of there? Yeah. Are they? Uh, well, the, there's a guy there opening the gate every morning, twenty to five, when I go by. So is that uh, is that Knife River now, or uh, that's that's Knife River? I don't know who the other one is, because Ostermiller's out there. That pit closed up. Oh yeah, that closed up a couple years ago. Right. Um, All I know is, fifteen years ago when we were landscaping the backyard. And I can't even remember 300 tons of gravel or whatever we put in. I am 60 seconds from the gravel pit, but still had to pay full price on the on the fuel surcharge. Yeah, and that's going to come back. Uh, well, it's di- going to have to. Diesel's 364 a gallon now, so uh, off-road diesel. That's why they need two different colors of pot. <laughs> the medical pot. And the recreational pot. It seems to be fine for fuel. Yep, yep. Because if you farmers and ranchers can't be trusted. That's right, that's right. We can't trust you guys. We trust the pot people. They're not going to smoke medical marijuana recreationally, are they, Mark? That would be unethical. Yes, it would be. (laughs) God. We need two colors. We need a red pot and a green pot. And then you got people who support recreational pot, and then they want more money for the safety levy. Well, that's kind of dumb, but that's just the way I think. That's about three seconds from just not coming back ever over the weekend. <laughs> what this time? Well, it was just so nice out, and I, I was down at uh, my cows early both Saturday and uh, Sunday morning because I'm hauling some hay down there trying to get ahead of some things and and uh got down there early and then i'd get on my four-wheeler and go up in the hills and and uh check waters and stuff like that and uh it was just clear and blue and no wind and it was just uh beautiful fall days and i i went back into some stuff that i haven't been back into for years just to drive around take a look see how the grass was doing and and uh i almost flipped myself off (laughs) <laughs> and just said, you know what? You're done. You're, you're done. You're not going back. And uh But I'm back. Well, it was a picture perfect fall day for golf yesterday. 
It's almost <laughs> as good as it's going to be today. <laughs> I'll just tell you right now. Oh, my God, Wilson. <laughs> Had a nice talk with the golf pro out of prior yesterday. He said, we're going to see you a lot this week, aren't we? He said, yes, we are. Yeah, a little hiccup tomorrow, but other than that, why? Not too bad. I'm going to ship calves this week. I'm going to get that done and uh, get some more hay hauled. I'm going to start really hitting it and do some fencing and stuff this fall. I got a lot of fencing to do and just got to stay up on it or it just gets ahead of you. Well, because it's like a house, you know, if you don't, uh, if you don't stay up on a, in my house, it's, yeah, God, my house, I'm so well, far see, behind here's, there. Here's the problem about Paul's way. A lot of people that border pole don't have any fence when they got to hit. That's exactly <laughs> right. And you're supposed to do half of it. You're you supposed to do it. <laughs> God, that one guy in particular, I must put a bullet in him this fall. Oh God. Hmm. Yeah, so I just hope the weather stays like this through Christmas. That would help me a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, if we don't have to start laying out feed, because, you know, with that snow and rain we had last week, we're getting some grass now. We're getting some growth again, getting a little green, which is good. And uh, we could use a drink. I chewed a guy out in my mind yesterday as I was driving to the golf course. There's a guy out there that farms and ranches like he's me because driving by a field there, there's one round bale left. And I was going to say that's lazy, but I'm thinking, no, he's like me. Well, I'm not going back out there for one bale. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> Next time I got the truck and I'm mm-hmm. headed that way, mm-hmm. we'll swing in, we'll pick it up, but I can't see just making a special see, trip if See, Mark, if Mark's on number 18 and he hits one into the woods, since it's the last hole, he's not going to go find that ball. I'll just put another one down. It's the last hole anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, God. Well, I also, th- I also thought about you this week in the way you were promoting the Bobcat game last week. Oh, Montana's premier college football team won over the weekend, Mark. Would you like to hear a headline from the Missoula paper this morning? Yes. Montana Big Sky Championships hopes take a hit with a loss to Sacramento State as offense sputters. Mm. <laughs> well, that's because they're not Montana's premier college football team. And you were the first to recognize that. Well, thank you. Yeah. Mm. They lost to a bunch of Californians. Sacramento State. Of course, the Grizz... They probably knew half the guys on the team in <laughs> Sacramento say, State. Uh, when they played Washington, they had more guys on their team from Washington than Washington. But, uh, oh well, such is the game. And to kind of wrap things up the next couple weeks for our uh, doghouse parade. I uh, hope you folks got your checks in because I think we're going to shut off tables today. So um, we have well over 400 and uh, we can only get about 60, 65 tables in the Montana Pavilion. So that's going to do that. You will be able to come to the auction, though, and uh, bid on the tables. And But it's just time. we got to finalize things up. And uh, and uh, we got to get everything uh, lined up and 
taken care of. Did you get a hold of somebody for the trophies? Uh, I've got to have somebody who can email our logo to them so we can have the Flakes logo on them. Okay. But I'll get that handled this week. Yeah. And um, that's coming together. Oh, you you got the you got the thing from Kim, didn't you? The doghouse. Yes, folks. These are going to be some dandies, <laughs> doghouses. In fact, there's going to be some husbands that will actually be able to live in some of these doghouses. Oh my gosh, <laughs> unbelievable! I can't I can't wait to see the creativity. Yesterday, I'm up in the shed, and uh, I was getting rid of some garbage, cleaning up a little bit, and I had an old doghouse in there, one of those old igloo type doghouses, and I thought if I had extra time, I'd paint it. Yeah. And just throw it in there for the hell of it, you know, and, and design it or something. But, um, cause I can be crafty sometimes, you oh, know, yeah. folks, I'm just, look, I'm just not a, a radio announcer with a great butt. Okay. You know, folks, remember our race car we built? Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, it, it turned out to be too small, but we didn't know that. Yeah. But we put the smallest guy at the station in it and he only weighed a hundred pounds. So it did okay. Yeah. You know, folks swear to God. Paul is the kind of person that could be sitting on a couch on a Sunday with nothing to do. Well, would get up and go out and start picking up tools and do something for no damn good reason. <laughs> <laughs> now, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what are you doing? There's a couch there. Now, I own tools. <laughs> right. But if there's a tool in my hand, it's yeah. something that's needed fixing for a while. Uh, I need to get some work done on my house. I need to uh, just uh, been falling behind here a little But two, it's getting to be about the time where you want to, you know, start enjoying your spoils a little bit too, you know, like see some kids and do that kind of stuff. But I was in my own element there Saturday and Sunday morning, just driving around on my four wheeler. It was so nice and peaceful and the cows were out grazing and the grass was starting to get green, a breath of wind, and there were no inbred Democrats running around the place, you know, and, um, screwing up the country folks did you hear what they're doing now you democrats you own this you own this stuff and you should be proud of it joe biden and the democrats are going and the internal revenue service they want to start checking every single american citizen in this country that has six hundred dollars in their banking account Mm -hmm. what you're going what Oh yeah. Six hundred bucks. Six hundred dollars. You got six hundred dollars in a checking account, a savings account, money market account. They are coming after you. They want to hire another hundred thousand IRS people. Expansion of government. Yeah, more. That's a hundred thousand votes, by the way, for them. But uh to start looking into your bank accounts, if you have over $600 in there, and figure out why you have $600, and see if you're paying the proper amount of taxes to the Internal Revenue Service. Why? Because they're broke, and they're spending like a bunch of drunks, folks, irresponsible college kids. Oh, and we're not going to cut spending. At the rocking R bar. That's what they're like, and they're going... Though, and what party? Your party, folks. Your, you, not, not mine. Yours, $600, $600. You know what? You know, back in probably the 40s, I'll bet in the 40s, 
Most American families in America had $600. They had it hidden. They had it in their bank account. They had it at home. They all had it in case they needed it. Because a lot of those people went through the Great Depression and they weren't going to be caught flat-footed again. That's right. If they needed, if their toilet broke, they were going to be able to buy a toilet. Or if their refrigerator was on the fritz or anything like that, uh, a, a, a bill that they didn't foresee came through. Those folks had $600. Not now. We're reckless. We're a reckless society. And uh, nobody saves any money. But they're going after you. If you. That's what they think. You shouldn't have money. You shouldn't have it right now. We'll dictate how much you have, how much should be in your account. And if you got over $600, we're going to look at it because we think something could be a little shady there. You might not be reporting it. $600. You might not be reporting it. That's what they want. The Biden administration, that's what they want. Well, they're trying to spend $3.5 trillion here on this next bill. $3.5 trillion. Where in the hell are they going to get that? You can't even get that from corporations. You could take every, folks, you could take every bit of money that American citizens earn, and it's not $3.5 trillion. Now, if you had corporations in there, it does, but individually, this is your party. What's the song? This is my party. Well, that's what the hell they ought to <laughs> sing for them. Instead of this is my country. You own it. These are your people. Your people. $600 in an account. What if you have more than one account with $600? They're going to look at all three of them. Yeah. Go back, ask for the transactions. The IRS. Man. IRS. I just came up with a new moniker for the IRS. An internal rectum survey. Because that's what they're going to do. They're going right up there and they're going to look for everything you got. $600, folks. 600 Imagine that. $600. I was talking to Maddie the other day and uh, she was putting some of her checks and stuff in the bank, you know, from her wedding because people give money during weddings. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, they look at you cross-sided like you're some kind of drug dealer or something. Mm -hmm. But that's what they're going to do. That's why I just need to stay out there in the hills and fix my little fences and talk to my little cows and it's getting ugly folks. This party's ruined America. It's ruined America. Did, did you see folks? Did you see the, uh, the awful news over the weekend about test scores in America? Did you see that? And it's like, we don't care. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. Uh, our reading, our mask scores uh, down again in America. Just, it's so discouraging. We've we've got we've got the Democrats directing the Attorney General's office in the FBI. 
to look into American citizens who are complaining at their school board meetings about their curriculum. That's where you're supposed to go to complain about your curriculum and school policy and things that you have a beef with. That's what made us the country we are. Mm -hmm. People had a voice. You had your freedom. Directing the attorney general's office and the FBI. And then we get the report Friday about the test scores in America in reading and math. They went down again. Down again. You know, I'm so pissed off. I've been raising hell about this for I don't know how many years. Even with Brian Schweitzer and the rest of them. We have no accountability for our educational system here. None. No accountability. We put in billions of dollars. Can you imagine, folks... What your boss would do if he gave you billions of dollars for his company and you did not give him a return, what would happen to you? What would happen to you? We give them billions upon billions of dollars and we're not getting a return on our investment. It's getting worse and worse and worse. Worse and worse and worse. Test scores down. And what do we do? We increase funding. Every year we increase more and more and more. The unions of this country, and this will piss you off, the major education unions of this country are not concerned about test scores of the student. The student is not their priority. It's the employee and their union member is their priority. And we are not getting a return on our investment dollars. None. Critical race theory, gender selection, diversity. We're teaching all of that. Folks, do you know that 85% of our incarceration numbers in the United States are functionally illiterate. They can't read. 85%. They cannot read. And so, who's this butthole on the air that every every year claims that we need to have academic standards in Montana before you can graduate? It's me. Oh, and you just don't understand. It's me. You have to reach this level before you get a diploma, before you graduate. Nope. We we move them right through. Once you get to high school, once you get to high school, remember long time ago when I found out that in order to graduate high school in Montana, you have to have a certain number of days that you've attended high school. Mm-hmm. That's how you graduate. You have the right number of days. You don't have to have a passing average in algebra or you don't have to have a 12th grade reading level or even 11th grade math level. You don't have to have that to graduate in Montana. Move them through. Move them through like cattle. It's despicable. It's shameful. It's it's suicide for a nation. When it comes to building future generations, no demands on our students whatsoever. No academic standards that have to be reached or attained before you get that diploma. I had to have them. I went to a Catholic school. It's a little different, but I had to have them. I had to have certain vocabulary levels. I had to have certain math levels. I had to have certain amount of credits and all of these different classes to graduate. Not anymore. Move them through like cattle. Teach them about critical race theory. Teach them about diversity, equality, gender selection. All of that. Let's teach them about all of that. Science, math, reading. 
and we fall behind again. It's sickening, folks. Who's going to change it? Who's going to change it? The unions aren't. Unions are worried about benefits and money and employees. That's what they're worried about. They're not worried about the product that their employees put out. They're worrying about their employees, period. That's it. So why don't we demand it? Where's our chicken-ass legislators? Why don't they come up with something like this? Rather than naming a state park after a guy who mined there and, and spending three days on that or something, why don't we work on academic standards for every student who graduates from a Montana high school? Why don't we do that instead? Hmm? Instead of worrying about a comment that somebody made so many years ago that you felt as derogatory towards women, why don't you support a gosh darn medical school in the facility billings clinic? What are you doing for the future? It's awful. It's terrible. Here we're the most advanced nation in the world. And we're the most unhealthy nation in the world when it comes to obesity rates. And now we're one of the least educated countries in the world when it comes to test scores compared to the rest of the nation. China's number one. China and the Asian countries, they're all up top. That's why they're making the computer chips and everything else now. And we're not. We're not. We're rushing them through like cattle. We got people that can't do basic math. Can't add them, subtract. They can't read or write. Pronouns? Pronouns. We, we change the pronouns now based on what you feel rather than what's grammatically correct. That's right. This is the kind of crap we're getting for our dollars, for our billions and billions of dollars of investment, and this is what we're getting? Hell, we, we, we downsized the classrooms many years ago. We went from 40 kids in a classroom down to 18 to 20. You know, that was so important for our test. That didn't do a damn thing. We have teachers who have been in our system for 40 years that know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. We have teachers who have already retired from teaching and have been retired for years and years. They know what I'm talking about. We have real educators. My sister and I do not agree on anything. Nor should you. No. (laughs) Mark could do anything. But when it comes to education, her and I are really close on a lot of these issues Mm -hmm. the quality of the student the demands on our student the product we're putting out is disgusting she's teaching at georgetown university now doing some classes i can only imagine what she's indoctrinating kids with but i got to i tell you what if it's not a complete sentence and grammatically correct you're in big trouble with her yeah We allow our society to stick their face in their phones all the time. Their phones are doing all their communicating. You would think they could write a complete sentence since they're texting. LOL, BFF. (laughs) 
Disgusting. It's disgusting. It's embarrassing. It's shameful as a nation. We are the most unhealthy population in the world. And now we're the lowest educated. The lowest educated. And our test scores keep proving it. And we just keep pumping billions and billions and billions and billions more. All the time. All the time. And what do we get for our investment? Nobody would do that. You wouldn't do that with your own money. You wouldn't keep investing into a bad stock or a bad uh, any type of thing that you invest in if you weren't getting the return on it. But we, we do it for education, don't we? Constantly. No accountability. None. None. Where's the passion? Can you can you tell my passion for education? I have a real passion for education. I have a real passion to, to produce a quality, smart product out of this institution. I put four kids through college. Well, almost four. John's working on it. He'll be done soon, I hope. And he will be. He's finishing. So we're the most advanced country in the world, and yet we're the most unhealthy, and now we're the least educated. I mean, how far down do we have to go? Yeah. How far down do you, folks, how far down would you like us to go? And what do we have? We have people, well, look at your own school boards. What are they doing? What are they doing to improve it? What is, let's look at Billings. What is Greta Besh Moen? doing to improve our test scores here in town hmm or is she concerned about other things the politically correct stuff that shouldn't even be in the school systems anyway schools are there to educate parents are there to form a young man and woman well you don't understand some of these kids i understand don't give me that crap i understand it completely i see it you think i'm blind I'm in here every day. Mm-hmm. I read every day. I see what goes on in the school systems every day. You mean I don't know? Give me that crap. We visited schools for six years, every one of them in the area. We know what goes on. You can tell the people that care, and you can tell the people that are just in it because it's a way of life, and it's a pretty... Good deal for them, and that's what they want. I get it. But that is embarrassing as a nation. And where's Biden on this? Where's his secretary of education? Hmm? You folks even know who that is? Where are they at? We got drugs in America running rampant. Rampant. What do, you, what do you think drugs will do to a person's ability to learn? What do you think, folks? Hmm? Come on. What do you think? Well, do you know what kind of revenue that could be put into the educational system if we recreationalize dope? Oh, yeah. That's great. What do you think drugs do to people's ability to learn? Hmm? 
ability to reason and understand and think about things. Because we all know there are no drugs from the age of 22 down, uh-huh. you know, from college level down. There are no drugs that affect any of those people whatsoever. Uh-huh. But we legalize them. Let's legalize them. We got a drug-induced society. We have an unhealthy society. And now we have an un- uneducated society. Boy, that bodes well for a promising country. <laughs> That's right. What a great future we got. We have, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are we going to do? Now we got school boards that are turning the attorney general and the FBI after people that are going and complaining about the direction of their curriculum. We've got the Democrat Party and their people going after you for raising your concerns about the quality of education your kids are getting. Boy, your party. I'm not happy with my party. Yeah. Because there aren't enough people fighting for what really matters. But one thing about it, folks, you got to remember, we have the best quality individual that could possibly represent the whole state of Montana. Of all the people here, out of the million 100,000 people here, the best person that we could send to Washington to represent all of us, our values, what we what we feel, um, the things that really matter is John Tester. He's the one, the one guy from Big Sandy. He's the man that we picked to represent all of us from the state. He's he's our core value. He's the ideal Montanan that we wanted to send to Washington, D.C., right? He's sucking the nipple of what Washington, D.C. can provide him. That's all he's doing. He should have been standing up in Washington, D.C. on Tom Vilzak's door during the summer and not leaving until every county in Montana was declared a disaster area for the drought, but he didn't. He was helping Chuck pass his agenda. We're stupid. I'm stupid. Because we all buy this crap from these people. Oh, we're working hard and diligently. You have done crap. We've been waiting for 25 years, for 30 years for changes, and we haven't seen any changes in taxes and the way our government runs fiscally and responsibility-wise. We haven't seen any changes at all in our educational system. The numbers keep going down and down and down and down, and we just all sit here, and we just all watch it, and we just all take it. I watched a thing over the weekend. On uh, Aerial America. I love that show. And it was on Puerto Rico. And uh, I love Puerto Rico. It was a beautiful place. It's a U.S. territory. We took it from Spain in 1898. Um, There were some things going on down there. We went in. 
We tricked them, too. They thought we'd raid from the north, and we went all the way around and came up from the south. We got them. Roosevelt was there. And um, actually, I think Roosevelt was in Cuba. But um, when he charged uh, San Juan Hill, that was in Cuba. I remember that from high school. It was one of the it was one of the questions I think I had to answer in order to graduate. But anyway, back to the show. <laughs> you know, there are resilient people down there in Puerto Rico. And um they were U they're a US territory. And uh we let them down too, quite a bit. We promised them a lot of things. You know, during the war, we were gonna make a uh we were gonna make a a port down in Puerto Rico that was going to be larger than Pearl Harbor. And we were doing it to create uh, a way to protect America from everything coming from Europe that makes sense. during the war. And we, the war changed and we abandoned that, but, but you know, we left behind those poor people down there. We still folks, here we are 75 years later, we left down there bombing ranges we left down there uh, unexploded uh, bombs and stuff. We destroyed the country. We used a part of their island as a bombing practice target area. And we just dumped all our crap down there and used it and blew the hell out of it. And then we left. Why? That's not right. We shouldn't have done that. We at least owed those people uh, clean up and take care of it. And we haven't done it yet. No wonder they feel the way they feel about people in America. We went down there and we destroyed their area and we tore it all up. Sure, they got drug problems down there. It's a big drug harbor for the drugs coming up from South America. They cross that area and stuff. But what what the hell's the matter with people? Why do we act like this? Why aren't we more responsible? Damn it, we owed them. We tore the hell out of it. We should have cleaned it up. And it's the same thing in this country. Why in the hell aren't we raising our voices with what we get for our dollars that we invest in education? Because you're not allowed to. That's a sacred God. You're not allowed to say anything about education or you are blackball. Believe me, I know. I've heard it from all of them. Mm-hmm. You can't touch it. That's the sacred cow. You're not allowed to say anything about education because that's the one. Those are the greatest. Remember when people die in car accidents. Remember, it's always more tragic if they're involved in education. If you'll watch the stories and how they're written, you're right. Yeah. If an accountant dies in a car wreck, they don't mention he's an accountant. (laughs) But if it's a teacher from Glasgow or something, they get mentioned. We hold them on a pedestal. And they're valuable people. Mm -hmm. These are people we need so desperately to educate our children. And we're failing. We're failing. We tenure them after three years. They could be the worst teacher in the world. Once they're tenured, they're in. That's not right. No demands. School District 2 folks got $46 million in COVID money. Where did that go? Do any of you still know where that went? I haven't heard a peep. 46 million extra on top of what they had extra do we have purifiers in every classroom what 
that's why on Saturday and Sunday, when I was out there in my little neck of the woods, cruising around on my little four-wheeler, I was in heaven. I was away from all of that. Mm -hmm. And I was just... uh, And yet... There's no voice. There's no voice out there that you'll hear anywhere that talks like I do. And I know I'm probably the most hated guy in the area. But somebody has to bring these things up. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you a bad individual if you have a difference of opinion. Or at least in America, it used to be that way. It never used to be. That's right. But now if you don't vote like I vote, you're no good, man. Now you go to a school board meeting, the FBI and the AG start looking into you if you're concerned about the curriculum at your school and the direction that it's going. That should scare the hell out of everybody. And going after your $600 in your bank account, this is their party. This is their party. Folks, we got a big election coming up next November, and you better make some changes, or, you're, <laughs> or you've are you lost it. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose everything that you ever thought this country stood for. They're going to change it. You're going to lose it, and you will never, ever get it back. You won't. You won't. Start doing the right thing. Just like Puerto Rico. We should have cleaned that up, and we should have helped those people. There's no reason why we shouldn't have. I'm not sure if this once great nation is still a great nation after all with what we're doing. But anyway, we'll get to fun and funny here after seven, so okay. what the hell. Coming know. up. Not many people can tell you they've been shot four times and lived. No. Mm. Let's use a 243. <laughs> folks we're so country here we'll talk we'll talk trash about your choice of caliber that's right you got a 243 folks you might as well just sharpen it and throw it like a spear <laughs> little gun trash talk for you i thought about doing that over the weekend when i was driving around my place i thought i should do a a flakes giving fundraiser prairie dog shoot but then uh I I don't have time to organize that. You got enough going. I got enough other things to worry about here. So, and folks, yes, we've gotten the calls through the years. Thank you for offering offering your public service to Musthaven Farms. You want that prairie dog problem taken yeah, care of, Paul? Uh, you let it. me know. Oh, I know it. <laughs> Daniel Boone and the rest of you have all called. I I've seen you shoot. Uh huh. Okay. I don't know what's wrong. I just cited this in. Yeah, you spent three minutes doing it, too, huh? Mm-hmm. Great. You know, we got people um, We got people quitting all around the country their jobs because of this mandate. Uh, I saw some stuff over the weekend. A, a Washington State Highway Patrolman, he quit. He, uh, he put a pretty emotional video on uh, when he said goodbye to all his workers and stuff. He'd been there 22, 23 years. Jay Inslee, mandate, you're getting jabbed. And wow. uh, so he quit. Uh, he quit. 
We got uh, medical workers around the country who have had COVID, who are on the front lines, uh, put their life at risk. These nurses and hospital workers and uh, got COVID, survived it, got the natural antibodies, get jabbed or you're fired. They're quitting. We're losing all kinds of people. I got this over the weekend. Um, See if I can find it here. New Delta CEO calls the vaccine mandates very blunt instrument. Uh, he ditches this divisive max vaccine mandate. He said, this is the Delta Airlines CEO, accommodations will be made for the unvaccinated instead of threatening their employment. There you go. Good. So fly Delta. Fly Delta. Fly Delta. 